0: it's amazing um, something I remember learning this lesson uh, along the way What Lance just read is often called the Magnificat within her is gonna do great stuff and and what an exciting time that is and this is to um, celebrate the one opportunity to just reflect on the, this birth of Jesus and what it did for us and the difference that it makes and I remember I was a younger person before I started having children myself I remember when there was always birth announcements happening in the in the churches that I was a part of, and babies would be born. But that was always someone else somewhere. There was a few times where I was asked to hold a baby or offered to hold a baby, and those are some of the most terrifying experiences of my life when I was a teenager, uh, because there's this child here, and I'm not sure what to do with it because I don't want to get too close because I might get the kid sick, but I don't. But I don't. You know what happens if the baby moves and falls or something like that, and it was more terror than anything else. Is what I remember. But I remember as I started, I got married, and a life went along, and I started realizing, wait a minute, we might have a kid someday. I wonder what that's gonna. I wonder how that's going to be. And I remember when uh, when we learned that um, we were going to have a child, there was an excitement in me that I couldn't describe in any other way. And all of a sudden, I realized, man, wait a minute here. Her wife is, we're going we're to have a child, and this child is 13 now. Uh, and so it was a few years ago. But I remember just this excitement. And I, I remember one of the things I do remember about it is we, when we found out that this uh, our child was going to come, Sylvia said, okay, don't tell anybody for a while because we just have to make sure that... that uh, let's just wait till we get to our first doctor's appointment and we let's just give it some time. And I remember going into situations with people and maybe sitting across the table from, from someone having a Bible study or something like that. And I remember deep inside me just thinking, oh no, I'm going to say something. I know I'm going to say something. I can't help it because I'm so excited and I'm going to tell, tell them that my wife is pregnant and we couldn't. And I just shared. And then Sylvie would come up to me and, say, and when you read through the story in the Luke chapter one, birth to the Son of God, I get that same type of impression from God: is that God is so excited, and when you read through and we'll look through some of it, is that God cannot wait to tell about His Son that's going to come out of this. This isn't just you know, all of our kids are special, but this is not just a kid. This is something much more. This is the Son of God who's going. And so, Lance just read. Is, is she just? gives thanks to God or, or speaks words of thanksgiving to God is the way we can say it. And and you notice she says "soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my savior." And then she gives some instruction or some some reasons why this is the case. But she starts off by saying, "I am really happy with God. I rejoice in God." And she calls him and savior. Lord is like saying boss. God is my boss. He's the one that That takes care of me. He's the one that that, that rules over me or that I work for, that I'm responsible for. And I rejoice in God my Savior, the Savior, the one that saves me, the one that provides and takes care of me. And I rejoice because God has done something great here, and this is going to be awesome. And uh, and I'm really, really excited about it. When you read down through the rest of it, there is just these great uh, words of thanks that Mary gives here. Let's talk about some of these. He says, God is mighty and God is merciful. Now, I reflected on that contrast. You see a lot of contrasts here. Sometimes we have people in our world merciful. Can you think of someone like that? Think about someone maybe that's mighty but does not demonstrate mercy. Someone that has power but does not, we have mercy. But on the other side of the we can have people that are full of mercy but don't have any strength to do anything about that. Uh, we can be full of empathy towards some but we just cannot bring that we serve merciful. And boy, you look down through the history of of God's work with people. We see that he has worked powerfully and he has worked mercifully as well. I can't help but think when I read through uh, the the history of ancient Israel or I look at my own life sometimes, I can't think that God is full of mercy because of of how much we as people mess up. And how, uh, how short we fall. But God that we serve is a God that is both. He is mighty and he is merciful. And Mary mentions as well is that he humbles the proud and he raises up the, the humble. This is the reversal of fortunes. Um, I don't think we have to look too far around in our society. And here in this neck of the world, we have a front row seat to it. Um, I know that uh, we had uh, a few weeks ago, there was... Uh, Thirty-dollar lift tickets at Big Sky. I think the regular price is 135 a day, or something like that. And so I saw this. Oh man, lift tickets for 30 bucks! And the two kids and I, we went up there, and all the rest of the dirt bags from down the valley. You know, we went up there and, and descended upon Big Sky and, and invaded the place. And I was riding up on the lift one one of the trips up, and I ended up talking with somebody who. Um, he is a salesman that works over in the Yellowstone, and he said, it's just amazing how many people have a membership both at the Yellowstone Club and at the uh, Spanish Peaks Club, and I don't know what the membership dues are on that, or but I know that it takes a math. and I don't think there's anybody here that is part of the Yellowstone Club. Is there anybody here who's part of the Yellowstone Club? Yeah, a few, raise your hands, being smart mouths, I know what that's, yeah, all right. right, okay, but there is a real disparity in our side. I know that I've mentioned this to you before. Some of the hardest working people I've ever been around are some. And you wake up and leave the house at four in the morning and come back late at night because are building houses up at Big Sky or, or doing work like that. And it seems maybe sometimes that you just can't quite get ends to meet. But then you see houses that are full of, of opulence and, and full of, you think, this, this person could... Uh, could support maybe everybody in Belgrade, every plumber, every electrician in Belgrade, and with room to spare. And you see what Mary is doing. She recognizes this. And we've seen this disparity from the beginning all the way through now, is that there are sometimes those that have and those that do not have. And Mary is saying, the birth of my child is going to reverse this. And we don't always see that financially, but we do know the end of the story, is that what Jesus brought to the world is reverses... And we can find great joy in that, no matter what our circumstances in life holds for us. Mary also mentions that God, He provides and He punishes. There's people that get away with way too much. Um, I've noticed but if you arrive to a certain place in life and you not do jail time, you ever you ever pick up on that? You notice that that's the case, or somehow if a person has enough money, there's always a, a way to get out of whatever circumstance they find themselves in whereas there's other situations where some people in our world we just can't seem to get a break we can't seem to ever things to go right and sometimes when we're just standing in the wrong place we get blamed and get you know something happens because somebody we're standing too close to somebody else who who is causing the trouble and mary indicates in her thanksgiving here that god is going to provide and god is going to punish and he is going to make everything right that's what my child is going to do. And most importantly, maybe in all this, because I think if we, um, we listen to whenever it comes into a year of an election cycle, there's all sorts of, basically, no matter what party a person is a part of, no matter what, uh, uh, what their, their platform is, basically they say, if you elect me, life is going to be better than it is now. That's my promise. And there's all sorts of details to what goes into that promise. And it seems like those promises, sometimes they're kept, a lot of times they are not. But Mary says, the God that I serve is a God that keeps his promise. That God is mighty and merciful, that he humbles the proud, he raises up the humble, he provides, he punishes one that keeps his promise. This isn't just happen, this is something that I know with security, because God has promised this, and God has always, always kept his promises. And there's a lot of blessings that Mary shares here. It means that we get joy. I know that we as Christians should be, uh, as the song says, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Beautiful song. Is that we have access to more joy than anybody else. know from personal experience, when I'm not because I'm too consumed with the stuffs and the worries that's happening around. But God has given that. That's one of the great gifts that he's given us. If we think of God giving us gifts as presents that he showers on us, joy is one of the greatest ones. Because no matter the circumstances, we can say no matter what happens, I know that God has got this somewhere. And I can live with joy in spite of the, the pain I may feel or the heartache I may have right now. I know that God has given me the opportunity to live with joy because he's got this. Uh, Jesus' birth means a great blessing for us that we are going to receive mercy when we follow him. Um, mercy is, is something we, we want for ourselves and oftentimes judgment for somebody else. You know, We, we tend to, to, to feel that way. But what God has promised here is that when people come to me, uh, my son, through his blood and the sacrifice that he's going to make, I'm going to bring mercy to this world uh, for people that come and look for it. That's, um, that's something that helps me sleep differently at night, knowing that God's grace has covered me, and he has uh, given mercy to me um, in ways that I don't deserve. And my job is to continue to give mercy and grace to other people. Uh, the way that he's given that to me. Jesus' birth means blessings for us. Abundance. That doesn't always mean finances. But it means blessings that is showered on us. Because that's what God does. That's what he wants to do. Jesus' birth means uh, different status for us. Uh, Think about um, status means a lot to us. What our last name is or or what club that we're a part of. um, The status that God gives us is more than we can imagine. Kingdom. So we become part of the kingdom where all promises are kept. And not only that, but we're not only part of the kingdom, but we're part of the family of God. And I, I think I will always wrestle with, because, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I want to bring you into my family. You're going to be, this is, this is it. I've got you. I've got this from here on. I'm Now my last name is your last name, is a way of saying that. And that should give us a security in this world that is beyond anything that words can express. As God has, has welcomed us into his family when we choose to follow him. And God has given us purpose through the birth of his son Jesus. Um, I've, I've read, I, I try to read a lot to just see what's out there and, and, uh, and see what, what people are saying about society. And, and that I, I read newspaper uh, frequently. And I remember there was an article that I came across here a while back that talked about how the biggest thing that people shoot for in life is having a purpose, and that is when we oftentimes run into trouble in life, is that we just don't have a purpose, we don't have, we don't, we don't think about what life is about, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do right now, kind of thing, but what God has given a purpose for us, is that, he said, I've brought light into the world, and your job is to spread that light to the people around us, what a great purpose that we've been given, Something beautiful, something wonderful It's better than us. All this darkness in the world that's out there. And you see that in Jesus' time. Jesus is born into this, this world where Herod tries to kill him shortly afterwards. There's religious leaders that go around and eventually do execute him. Jesus knows that better than all of us. We don't have to look around far to see the darkness in this The beautiful into this world he is, I'm going to bring light. I'm going to bring all these promises, all these blessings, brought something Always neat. I know that um, our house is a little, has more light in it now than it does uh, the other times of the year. Because when we leave the Christmas tree on with its lights on it, it lights everything up in our living room. And I like that because I just think about what that means for us. What am I supposed to be and what am I supposed to look like to the world? When we have darkness all around us, God has given me the greatest purpose ever to be his light to anybody that is around. And so I imagine that all of us, uh, if you're anything like me, there's part of you that think, yeah, you know, I know those blessings are there, but you do not realize what type of week that I just had. You do not realize what happened. And I know that I want to take full full advantage of those blessings, and I want to to live in a way that I just see this purpose, I see this light, and I just want to, to demonstrate that. Man, I want that day in, day out. But you don't know what happened last week. You don't know what so-and-so did to me. You don't know what X, Y, Z or whatever. Can you relate? You feel it? I mean, I feel it. Those outside circumstances that tend to influence me more than I want them to. And something I I thought about, um, we're going to look at a scripture in, in Luke verse 1 here. Right before, or shortly before, Mary shares how excited she is, and this blessing that um, that I'm going to read in, in chapter one, verse twenty-six, that gives us an indicator into Mary's heart that's something that we can learn from. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledge to be married to a man named Joseph. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Okay. But I think that because this favor on you, God really likes you. Then there's something we need to learn from Mary and what made her tick. Reading this might be, but the angel said to her, "Do not be afraid. Again, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be called great. He will be great, and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be?" Mary asked the angel. "Since I'm a virgin." The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Holy the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. And so Mary has just been told that she is going to conceive, and she's not married. People are going to look at her like Oh, what's going on here? You know, what, what's happening here? Mary's life has just changed completely in the matter of a few minutes of this conversation. And just someone. And this angel appears to her and says, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be something that's great. He's going to be the son of God. Your name of Jesus and means the one who's saved what I anticipated that it would be. How would you respond? Or how do you respond How do I respond when I think that life might change and not be like I anticipated? And Mary says in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me, to me, be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Mary gives us a tremendous example of what it means to have that foundational attitude in following God. She says, very simply, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Man, (laughs) what an example. That's it. That's it right there. And that is something that you and I could spend the rest of our lives living every day to try to live up to. Is that no matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, no matter how life may change, no matter how things may be up, or I may feel they may be up, I may feel they may be down, is if I have the perspective and I have the attitude that I see... God, I don't understand this, but I'm your servant. May whatever is you've got planned for me be fulfilled, and I'm on board. We find that God's plans for us are much, much greater than we could have ever planned for ourselves. And what he does is his, he takes care of us in ways that we could that are better than we could have ever imagined. And I don't know that anybody ever could have, when you think about the prophets from the Old Testament, the people that spoke about Jesus coming, they could have never. And I believe that's true for us as well. Whatever God has tomorrow, next week, next year, in the next months, what I do know from Scripture is that God has promised that He will walk by us through everything. And that is, that has is totally changed. And that's something we can remember. And so day in, day out, um, for all of us, is that we wake up every and we live every day that God purpose us and mission in our life that we could never plan for ourselves, And, um, yeah we uh, celebrate this holiday season that uh, we remember that. That's the most important part of it is that Jesus' birth changed our relationship with God and from this day forward, uh, let's make sure that day in, day out, we remember that. Let's stand and sing together. If you'd like to become a Christian today or you'd like prayers of the church, you're welcome to come forward. Let's sing together.